0: We were talking about um, when you like do Bible reading and it's got all those funky names, you just say it with confidence. And everyone is like, oh, I've always wondered how you say that. Excellent. Even if you're totally wrong. Confidence, eh? Hey, morena. Uh, how you doing? Good to see you. Eh? Uh, and buenos dias. Como estas? Any habla espanol? Maybe a few. Yeah, morena. Good to see you. Hey, so we're a pretty friendly church, most of us. So maybe just take a minute. Uh, Turn to a couple of people around you and just say kia ora, morena. We're kind of out of all that non-touching, but check before you touch them, they might not like you. So just say kia ora to someone, that'd be good. Alrighty, alrighty, shh, it wrong listen, back here, good, cool, groovy to see y'all, um, so we're starting a new whole series thing, so when I say this next but don't freak out and be like, oh my gosh, because it's going to be life-changingly amazing and I'll explain a lot more about that as we go into it, so for the next uh, six months basically we're going to be looking at spiritual gifts as a church. Um, and breaking it up so it's not just like, you know, going, going super hard. There's going to be breaking it up into different sections and chunks and stuff. And this is the why, and I'll try and not get too emotional when I say this, but to me this is, this is real crucial, right? Um, as a leadership here at church, we're really concerned that there's a lot of people at CBC that have no idea what spiritual gift they have. And if you said to them, do you have the gift of administration? I don't know. Do you have the gift of faith? I don't know. Do you have the gift of leadership? I don't know. Do you have the gift of, se-? I don't know. So here's the problem, right? (laughs) We're going to look at a bunch of verses this morning as we kind of introduce this a bit. And this is the key. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us spiritual gifts. The Bible makes that clear. And the purpose of those spiritual gifts is for the better of us, to build us up, right? To encourage us, strengthen us. So here's the scary thing that happens if we don't use our spiritual gifts. And this is not a, you you don't know because you don't know. It's not like, You terrible people, right? There's two things that happen. One, the church misses out. (laughs) Does that make sense? If the Bible's correct, which last time I checked, it's pretty legit, (laughs) um, we miss out when you don't use the spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit has given you because the Holy Spirit has looked at CBC and the Holy Spirit has gone, here is a hole and it's a Brooklyn-shaped hole. (laughs) Does that make sense? It's in a net-shaped hole. It's a, whatever, Jordan-shaped hole. And he's gone, here's the spiritual gift that I'm going to give you because the church needs that. So if you don't use that gift, then we miss out. There's, there's a whole missing out of us being blessed because you're like, I don't know what gift I've been given. Ah, does that make sense? It's all good. So that's one thing that happens. And the other thing, and this is the really important bit to me, the other thing that happens is you will not be able to experience the Holy Spirit working through you when you don't know what your spiritual gift is. Does it make sense, eh? If I have the spiritual gift of, I'm going to talk a bit about myself, so if, you, if that ticks you off, come talk to me. I don't mean to be rude, right? Hopefully, I have the gift of preaching and teaching. You can come afterwards and be like, bro, you so don't. You need to stop that preaching thing, and I'm going to be like, wow, thanks. I don't think you've got the gift of encouragement, but that's okay. So let's assume, <laughs> let's assume this morning i got the gift of, of preaching and teaching, right? Honestly, there's times during the week when I'm preparing my sermon, and I hit a wall. And I'm like, ah, and I usually do my prep um, here or at home, and I'll go for a walk um, around Frankton, down our road, come back and sit down, and the number of times, and I'll pray when I'm walking, right? And the number of times I sit down, and I just feel the Holy Spirit go, all right, bro, let's go. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's not, not like I don't know what I'm writing. What are my fingers doing, you know? But it's like, wow, this is what it means to be indwelt by the Spirit and to be used and guided by Him because He's given me this gift for the blessing of the church, right? Heaps of times when I'm preaching, this sounds super weird, heaps of times when I'm preaching, I'll actually get you guys to turn to someone and say whatever the heck is on the screen because I'm feeling so overwhelmed and excited in my relationship with the Spirit, with my relationship with Jesus because it's using me. Does that make sense? So here's the sad thing. One, if you don't use that gift, we miss out. And it's kind of like, darn it, we want to be blessed by you. (laughs) Well, the bigger thing to me is that you miss out. (laughs) The bigger thing to me is that you miss out on being used by the creator of the universe in the way that he's designed, created, empowered, gifted you. (laughs) And I strongly, strongly, strongly believe the reason a whole bunch of Christians go through their relationship with Jesus their whole Christian life just like, oh yeah, Christianity, shmish oh yeah, is simply because they don't know what gift they have. So they're not being used by the Spirit. They're not experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. Does that make sense, eh? I think it makes sense. Bad luck if you don't agree with me. I've got the microphone. I can do whatever I want. Okay. Hey, so today, I got this little title. Can I help you with that? So what we're going to do over the next month is just kind of introduce this whole series on spiritual gifts, right? And what we're going to do as the little preaching team is each week we're going to look at a different spiritual gift And look at some examples in the Bible of what it actually looked like. Does it make sense? And then after this um, four weeks, then we're going to actually get it, like, go grunty on some spiritual gifts. What does it look like? How would it work out in the church and all that? So is that all good? Yeah, cool. That would be terrifying if everyone was like, no. Be like, well, okay, I'll just talk amongst yourselves for half an hour. Okay. Hey, so this morning I'm talking about the gift of service, right? The gift of service, often called the gift of helps. Um, and this is a really cool gift. I, this is one of my favorite. I don't have this gift, but I love this gift heaps. So let me illustrate it by talking about a couple of um, good friends of mine. So um, the first person, is, his name is Miles, um, lives up in Auckland. I asked him if I could talk about this, and after about 20 Facebook messages going backwards and forwards with him saying, no, 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 he was like, oh, okay, because I was pleading with him, because I wanted to use a practical example. So Miles has the gift of service like hardly anyone I've ever seen. He is just the most servant-hearted guy I've ever met in my life. Um, I grew up at uh, Tortura Springs over in Matamata, and Miles came to every camp that they ran, right? And so him and I have been connected forever. Um, Miles still now will take his holidays and go to different camps around the place, often uh, Tortura Springs, just to serve, <laughs> He's just there to serve. He's not really worried about the activities and whatever. He'll just turn up and say to the leadership team or say to the – he'll pay to be there. (laughs) Say to whoever's preaching or whatever, hey, I'm just here to serve. Is there anything you need? Anytime you need anything, I don't care when it is, let me know and I'll serve you. Um, He's just the man, super humble, right, super humble. Um, I was speaking at a camp at Tortora Springs, a crazy youth camp a few years back, and we'd had to change the whole evening thingy. And if you know youth camps, the evening things are always quite big. And we'd had to change the whole evening thing. And so we worked right through dinner, me changing my message and the whole tech team changing all the tech stuff and lighting. It was rough. We were going pretty hard. And then the next minute, you hear this rattling sound. And if you know Tortora Springs, um, we're in the auditorium. The next minute, Miles comes trucking in with this massive like, trolley, which I don't know where he found this trolley, just covered in meals and food and drinks and stuff for everyone. Now, no one had said to Miles, Bro, we're working through, could you bring food? No one had said that, right? But Miles, because he has the gift of service, the gift of helps, saw a need, didn't say anything, just quietly went to the kitchen. I don't know why they let him steal a million meals from himself. Nah. And then turns up with all this food for us, right? It's just a blessing, right? Just real humble. Um, if, if like, Again, when I texted Miles the first time to ask if I could talk about him, he's just like, no way, no way, because the gift of service is often a real humble gift, Right? It's often a gift that's quite keen to be behind the scenes, so I'll talk about that a bit more. Um, Another friend of mine, this is just a little funny story, well it's not that funny, Um, another friend of mine who I haven't um, been able to get hold of so I won't use his name, I was speaking at a big youth camp down in Palmerston uh, maybe two years ago and there's like 2,000 youth at it, so it's a pretty grunty one and we're not that big, everything's just like next level and the stress is just like off the charts and it's pretty crazy and full on. Um, And a couple of weeks before I turned up to speak, I got an email from the people organising it, um, introducing me to this guy, who I won't say his name, saying, oh, he'll be your guy for the whole weekend. And I emailed back, and I was like, I have no idea what that means, what do you mean, my guy, what are we talking about here? And they said, anything you need, he will be on your shoulder the whole weekend, anything you need, he's your guy, and I was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool, so I turned up, as soon as I arrived at the camp, he texted me, he knew when I was landing and stuff, texted me, and he's straight away with coffee, which was hilarious, because it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and I did not want coffee, but that's all good, Um, and honestly, the whole weekend, he's just my guy. So I'd get there quite early in the morning, and he'd be there with coffee and whatever I needed and stuff the whole weekend. He's just like, "Bro, what do you need? What can I get you? Do you need this? Do you need this?" When it came to meal times with 2,000 youth the lines are just hilarious, and he's like, nah, bro, come with me, and we just go straight to the front of the line, because he's the guy with the pass, and all the cool things, security setting up, so many times during the weekend, he'd just be like, bro, can I pray for you now, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that'd be. so it's like I had my own personal prayer guy with me the whole time, just like such a servant, right, because um, I'm a bit of a doofus, we talked about his family, and all this stuff during the weekend, but it wasn't until a couple of days, and it was over a long Easter weekend, a couple of days in, I said to him, bro, what do you even do for a job? And he's like, oh, I'm actually a pastor. And I just was like, what, really? And he's a pastor of quite a decent church, like a large church down in Wellington. And it just, I know this sounds real lame, but suddenly I just went, man, even more respect. It's not like, do you know what I mean? Like he's like this real legit guy and he's just running around getting me coffee and finding power for my laptop because I left my power back at my house. And you know, like just such a servant, eh? I just love that, um, the cool thing about gifts is right now, some of you that have the gift of service are just like, woo, baby, woo. And then a bunch of you are like, whoa, those people are just weird, right? <laughs> that whole serving, I don't want to serve, what are you talking about, right? Um, so I'll pray for you, and it'll be okay. Hey, let me, um, what have I done with my little clicky thing? It's floating around somewhere down here. Um, Jordan, do you want to bring up that next slide? Cool, here's just a simple definition of the gift of service, right? Because that's what we're talking about um, this morning. Um, an act of service done in genuine love for the edification of the community. I think one of the key things to remember is that this gift, like I said, is always behind the scenes, and it's always for blessing others. It's often called a gift that is a, 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 like a hidden almost gift that enables other people to use the gifts that they've got even better and better. Does that make sense? Right? So it's cool. I think one of the, the key things to think about when we talk about spiritual gifts, and on this verse, this next verse is going to come up a ton over the next six months, Um, is that our gifts are always given to bless the church, to bless others. They're never about us, right? So look at this cool verse from 1 Corinthians 12, 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So two key things to pull out of this verse. One, each of us. (laughs) Each of us, right? Um, There's no one who's a follower of Jesus, sitting in this room, no one who's a follower of Jesus listening on the podcast who can say, oh, yeah, but not me, man. If, if you knew my background, if you knew my whatever, it's like, no. Every single one of us who's a follower of Jesus, and I don't think it matters how young you are. John um, John, John and I had a bit of a chat around that, eh? Um, doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> you have a spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit knows you, And it's given you a gift that is going to bring you fulfillment and joy as you serve. Every single one of us, right? So we have a responsibility to figure out what that is and to figure out how can I use that in the church. Um, And the other thing, like I've said a bunch of times, right? um, So we can help each other. That's the core. Um, The core reason, the whole reason we have this gift is not so that at the end of a time of service or whatever, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm so amazing and wonderful. It's not what it's about, right? Right. It's not for me to finish um, preaching or the worship team to finish leading us in worship. And, you know, Andrew, awesome bass player. It's not for Andrew to finish bass playing. And he walks off and he's just like, thank you. Thank you, everyone. That was, did you see my, like, riff? Do you do riffs on a bass? Yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? It's not about that. What it is about is Andrew walking off going, wow. Man, as I was bassing, I don't know what you call it, and I saw that person just connecting with Jesus. That's what it's about, right? I love that, eh? Our gifts are given to each of us, every one of us, and our gifts are so we can help each other, so we have this responsibility. And again, there's a you, whoever you are, shaped whole at CBC that we need to fill. <laughs> we need to figure out what your gift is so we can plug you in, right? And so you can experience the blessing and so the church can experience the blessing. Um, I love this quote about the spiritual gift of um, service, right? Or some people call it help's. Um, those with this gift do not seek recognition or a position in the spotlight. They just love to help out. They are content with serving in the background, knowing that their contribution will bless the church, display the love of Christ to the world, and bring glory to God. I love that, eh? Um, if you know of someone with the, the gift of service, you know that that's totally them. And to give them recognition, they would just be like, what are you doing? No, no, it's not about that. So there's someone in our church who... I'm not going to talk about, um, who has this gift off the charts. And I can guarantee if I rang them, I was going to ring them during the week and ask if I could, and I know they'd say, no, are you nuts? (laughs) Because the gift of service is one that's behind the scenes. It's just blessing and serving and empowering others to use their gifts awesomely, right? It's It's a quiet kind of gift. I love that, eh? Display the love of Christ to the world. Bring glory to God. So cool. Okay, let's look at a couple of examples. So I'm going to go over to Acts 6. This is the passage Morgan read just before and got all those amazing names. Perfect. There was no Parmesian. So if you've got your Bible, jump over to Acts 6. It's good to follow along, eh? Acts 6. Back in the day, you could hear, like, the pages rustling when you were preaching, so you'd wait till the pages start rustling. Now it's like, I can't hear any clicking. Is it? We've all got our phones on silent? I don't know. So I'll just assume... (laughs) all over there. Okay, so context the church is starting to really grow. This is really early in the days of the early church, um, and the church is starting to multiply, multiply rapidly. And you see some racism in here, which is kind of like, whoa, really? Even in the early church, there was racism? What the heck's going on? Um, so, verse 1 of Acts 6 But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. I love that, eh? <laughs> The Greek speaking believers complained about the Hebrew speaking believers, saying that their widows are being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. In other words, racism was totally rife. Right. And it's like, wow, even in the early church with the apostles like overseeing it all. But they address it, verse two. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. And this next verse is real, real key. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. You see it, eh? You see this gift of service is to enable others to use their gifts even better and better. So if you're someone who's got the gift of service, it should be like, yes, I have the gift of service because it's going to enable other people to be blessed and other people to serve, like, awesomely. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Spirit and wisdom. We'll give them this responsibility. And then here's that, that key kind of thought again. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. Everyone liked this idea. They chose... A whole bunch of people whose names I'm not going to say because I'll say Parmesian now that I've said it five times. You see it real clearly, right? You see it really, really clearly. And so one of the things that is a problem for us as leaders in the church is we just don't know who has spiritual gifts. I have no idea who's gifted and what. And so when a need arises and it's like, man, we need to get the people who've got faith together because we're thinking about taking a step as a church. I'm like, I don't know who has the gift of faith. <laughs> Man, we need someone to help in this administrative capacity as a volunteer. I don't know who those people are, right? I don't know who has the gift of leadership, who has the gift of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so as a church, we want to go through this process and figure it out, identify it, and get people really plugged in, so that other people who don't have that gift aren't having to step into the hole. Does it make sense, eh? Because that's what's happening, and that's what was going to happen here, but the apostles are like, no, 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 this is silly. Okay. Let's go over to another one, 1 Corinthians 16, and you see this one um, real clear, this is a real cool verse that we often don't think of when we're thinking about the spiritual gift of, um, of service, right? I love this. So where are we, 1 Corinthians 16, I'm going to read um, verses 15 to 18. It says, you know that um, Stephanus and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece, and this is Crazy, and they are spending their lives in service to God's people. Man, that's a powerful statement, right? I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. I'm very glad that Stephanus, Fortunatus, and <laughs> have come here. They've been providing, and this is the key phrase in it they've been providing the help you weren't here to give me. They have been a wonderful encouragement to, be- to me as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. Man, I love that. This is the key verse, that verse 17. Look at the screen. Verse 17. They've been providing the help that you weren't here to give me. I love that, eh? Again, if those people hadn't have stepped forward, the house of or whatever, if they hadn't have stepped forward to serve Paul, Paul's ministry would have been greatly depleted, Right? <laughs> And so I say this with massive amounts of love, but when you figure out what your spiritual gift is, if you say, oh, no, I'm not that, I don't want to use that, (laughs) then the ministry of CBC and the encouragement and the uplifting of CBC is is going to be greatly diminished. Because there's a U shaped hole in our church and we just desperately, desperately need you, right? And it's not that the elders are like, oh, oh, we need someone to do this. Quick, you. You know, it's the Holy Spirit knowing who you are, knowing what you're excited about, knowing what you love, knowing your history, your background, your everything. And it's the Holy Spirit going, anoint. (laughs) Anoint. This is a gift that is going to change your life because you will experience the Holy Spirit flowing through you as you serve with joy and excitement. And the Holy Spirit's not nasty. I grew up in a weird era, man. And I remember hearing all the time that the, that the Holy Spirit of God, we would have said back then, that God will often give you a gift that you hate just to test your trust in Him. So if you hate serving, He's going to give you the gift of service. Or if you just hate like being a missionary, you're definitely going to become a missionary and go to like Africa and die of leprosy or something. You know what I mean? And it was just like, man, God stinks, right? It's like, where do you get that in the Bible? It's not that at all. The Holy Spirit will always give you a gift that you're just like... You know, you're like, whoa! So later on, we're going to do gifting courses and stuff. I will put a massive box of cash on it, if I had a box of cash. That's a terrible thing to say. I'll put a big box of bananas on it. I don't know. You know what I mean, eh? When you do the, the tests and stuff, you're going to be like, I guarantee a whole bunch of you are literally going to go, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Not only does that make sense, but I am pumped. My gosh! Why? Because last time I checked, God loves you like crazy. (laughs) God thinks you are amazing, and He wants to empower you and work through you and flow through you. And again, the reason a whole bunch of Christians are like, eh, Jesus, Schmeezes, Christianity, Schmischianity, whatever, is simply because they don't know how they're gifted, so they don't know where to serve, so they're not experiencing the Spirit flowing through them. Cool. Okay. I want to kind of land this... um, with a verse that's, that I'm going to chuck up in a minute, and, and here's the catch. Um, when you talk about the gift of service, like I said before, there's always a bunch of people that are, that are doing this right now, sitting back in their chair, and they're like, hey, so glad I don't have that gift. That just sounds ridiculous, right? Man, I'm so glad. But God knew you were going to say that, and so he put up this verse in the Bible, Matthew 20, 25 to 28. So if you got your Bible, jump over there. Um, And this is another thing we're going to have to, or not have to, this is another thing we're going to talk about heaps um, as we go through this whole series, which is super challenging, I think, eh? super challenging. So let me read this, Matthew 20, 25 to 28. So we're thinking about, oh, I don't have the gift of service, therefore I don't have to serve. Yoo-hoo, because everyone in this church is smelly. I don't want to serve them, what the heck. But then Jesus says this, right? So this is Jesus getting towards the end of Jesus' life, and this is pretty powerful Um, To give you some context, it's hilarious. So to give you context, two of the disciples have literally just come to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, you know when you become king of the world, because they have a messed up understanding of of who he's going to be, they think he's going to be an earthly king. So like, hey, Jesus, when you become like king of the world, can we like sit on each side of you in like thrones? In other words, we want to be like, awesome. And he's just, I can imagine Jesus hearing it and just being like, it's been three years, really? You still don't get it? But okay. Um, and then I'll start in verse, uh, verse 24. When the 10 other disciples heard what Jesus and John had asked, uh, Jesus, James and John had asked, they were indignant, i.e. tact. But Jesus called them together and said, and this is the key bit for us, right? You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those un, under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Woo! And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. Man. And then this is the real challenging bit. Verse 28. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. (laughs) So a simple little conclusion to this is like, there's people who have the gift of service, but then the rest of us still have to serve. We're never going to do it as well. We're never going to feel as much joy and empowerment as the people who have that gift, but all of us need to serve, right? And that applies to all the gifts. If I don't have the gift of faith, it doesn't mean to to say that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take any risks with God or step out in faith for God because I don't have that gift. Woo! It doesn't mean when I go to my barber and he, glorious beard, shout out to my barber, Tim. What's up, bro? Um, When I go to my barber and he starts asking me about things of the faith, which he's starting to do, praise Jesus, I don't go, whoa, I don't have the gift of evangelism. I would tell you about Jesus, but that's not my gift, so we'll just talk about mowing the lawns. You know what I mean? It's like, just because I don't have that gift, I'm going to be like, yeah, bro, let me tell you. Do you know what I mean? If you have the gift of service, you see things that other people don't see, needs in the church, right? But that doesn't mean that those of us that don't have that gift can just walk around like this. Oh, there was some trash when I was walking into church, but I don't have the gift of service, so I'm not going to pick that up. (laughs) I'll leave it for the service people. Oh, I saw some of the chairs need to be sorted, but I don't have the gift of service, so I'm not going to sort that. <laughs> I saw a dirty cu- cup on the ground as I was walking out, but I don't have the gift of service, so I'll leave it to those service people because they'll get blessing. You It know? doesn't work like that, right? We're all called to, to serve. We're all called to have faith. We're all called to have evangelism, but we will never experience the fullness and the joy and the empowerment of the Spirit as much as people that that is their gift, right? But we're still called to serve. So etu, let's all stand up. Let me pray, and then we're going to worship. I want to finish with this last um, little quote now that you're standing, because there's a, there's a nervousness in my soul <laughs> that some of us go, yeah, 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 Craig, this is all good. Holy Spirit, empowerment, blah, 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 but not me, bro. Not me, man. If you knew who I was, I'm just, I'm nobody, man. I couldn't serve God's truth. There's no way. If you really knew me, you knew my heart, there's no way you'd say, yeah, you could bring, be a blessing to this church. We say that. And, but we make a eva- uh, mistake. So I met up with Roz. Yeah, everyone knows Roz. Awesome. Um, so she's like a teaching people how to speak coach. So I met up with her this week. She had a coffee, and she gave me a whole bunch of tips on how to be a better preacher. So hopefully I'll get better. If not, complain to Roz. It's not my fault anymore. Excellent. Nah, <laughs> No, no, she was awesome. And she gave me a whole bunch of quotes. And you, you know this quote, but I love this, this quote. If you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. An African proverb. I love that, eh? Um, if you're standing there now, or Kira, um, podcast folks, if you're listening on the podcast, hear me carefully with this. It's not just you, right? <laughs> it's not just you. It's you empowered by Almighty God. It's you empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's It's almost irrelevant how big, powerful, smart, dumb, whatever you are. <laughs> Because it's not just little you or big you or whatever you are. It's you empowered by the Spirit. So as we step into the spiritual gifting um, season, I'm just going to ask you, hey, you've got to take it real seriously. Jump in, full guns, full (laughs) whatever. Because as a church, we're missing out at the moment because you're not serving. Because you don't know. It's not like judgment. (laughs) As a church, we're missing out. (laughs) But the scarier thing is you are missing out because you don't know how to serve. You don't know where to invest your time and your energy, right? Yeah, hey, worship team, coming up, and I'm going to pray for us. Yeah, yeah. Let me pray for us. Yeah. Moraina atua. Yeah, Moraina iho. We might have got to pray for anyone right now that's feeling nervous. They're like, ah. <laughs> my life is crazy, the last thing I need is some horrible obligation from the church to serve, I just don't have the time. I pray for anyone right now that's listening, thinking, you know, pff, yeah, this is all good, bro, but I, I just don't, I just can't. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> um, I pray you'll remind them that you are a God of incredible love, incredible wisdom, you know them, you know their situation. Uh, you would never ask them to do something that will bring them harm, lead them towards burnout. Uh, you would never ask someone to do something that they're not going to be able to do when you empower them and direct them, God. I pray you'll build excitement in us over the next few months as we launch into this. I pray you'll give us real clarity, too, that at the end of this there'll be heaps of people just going, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm so excited. Because <laughs> they will know um, how valued they are. They will know how awesome they are in your eyes because you have anointed them with a certain gift to bless the people of CBC and beyond, God. Yeah, meet with us through this season. Speak to us powerfully. Ki te o Kote a Tapu, the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, thanks.